Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the quarantine series of Pussy Church, where I call some of my favorite creators to talk about their artistic process, sexuality, and play a few little games with them. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today, I'm checking in with Danish photographer Thomas Holm. We talked about his incredible artistic Nudes, tips on tantric massages, and then I dared him to imitate a female orgasm. Let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pillow Talk, the special quarantine edition of Pussy Church, where I talk to some of my favorite creators. And today I'm here with the one and only photographer and visual artist, Thomas Holm. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me here. Your photography um, is so, so gorgeous. It is a lot of nudes. In nature. It's, all, it's all, only nudes, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> You're like, there's nothing else that I shoot. <laughs> True. Uh, your photography is really, really beautiful. And often, of course, it's like women in studios or female nudes in nature. But I was wondering yep. how you how you got started and what inspired you to focus on more like an erotic take on photography. Um, I, well... <laughs> I basically have a formal training as as an advertising photographer, and I've been doing that for maybe fifteen years or so. Okay, and I just I just got creative burnout, got really tired of doing advertising, uh, doing stuff for other people, basically selling stuff uh, because that's what you do when you're advertising. Absolutely, um, you you go in and you figure out what are the target audience and demographics, and then you plan your image that you, so you can sell stuff to people. I mean, that's advertising for you. Yeah, um, I got really tired of that, so I basically stopped while well, I twisted my, my company into doing some color management stuff and then I stopped taking pictures for I don't know five six years entirely oh wow um, but I really wanted to do something creative in 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 that meantime um, I was reading up on sculpture and playing with uh, various things and I ended up that photography is, is what I do with that's that's what I really like um, so I just need to sort of find back to what I really like when I started it um, and I sort of came up with three three main subjects uh, that, that really appealed to me, which was um, landscapes, uh, and it was portraits, and it was nude women, because I always like nude women. Um, <laughs> so, you know. Um, Who does I tried it? A little bit, well, it's true. That, that's a really good point. That I, I, I've always wondered why nudes are banned from Facebook and all that stuff, but I know, I know. Um, that's not but a then, really good reason. But okay, it's 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 definitely not a good reason. It's a really bad reason. But I I think we we agree on that. <laughs> Interestingly enough, after maybe a couple of years, I would say that what I do is really probably a mix between all three uh, because it is mm -hmm. like portraiture of naked women in landscapes. A lot of uh, well, at least when weather and temperature permits. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so for for the landscape stuff, then that means you're gonna travel though. Since you're not going to shoot I that, I do again. travel, but I also do stuff stuff locally when I can. But there's there's maybe a four four and a half month window in in summertime in in Denmark and uh, nearby countries where I can do stuff. But I also travel. Um, 
I mean, I've I've done a couple of books. Uh, the last one was shot around Utah, uh, mm-hmm. North Arizona, Nevada, stuff like that. Um, was that Venus and Mars? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you sent me that book. It's so gorgeous. I I wanted to ask Thank you, you. There's one of my favorite photos in there. I think it's is it called On the Origin of Species? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna have you explain what that image kind of is. But there's there's a, a little pool of water or a hole in the stone, and a woman kind of on top of it, um, curled up. Is that how you would explain this? I don't know. Well, I, I can tell you what it is, and then I can tell you how people interpret it. <laughs> yes, the, I know. That, that's I've, the funny thing. I have a good idea okay, so, for that one. So physically, it's um, there's a place in Sion National Park uh, mm. called Many Pools Trail, which is a fantastic place. And there's basically a, um, a whole row of uh, like uh, potholes that water has been collecting in over some million years. And basically, uh, that place is a waterhole. Um But when I walked up that hole with a model I, I shot there, um, I had this association that that kind of looked like a sperm cell from from sex ed in school, from from the one they depicted. So my my and I, I know by myself that if I f- I get some kind of association on anything, I want to sort of explore that because if I feel or think something, usually people other people do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of had the idea to put the model down in the water. That could be kind of cool in a fetus position um, or fetal position. Um, but the water was really dirty, so we ended up putting it, uh, putting her sort of in, sort of the in drain of that. So if you think of how a sperm cell looks, you will have sort of the the bulk of, of well, the front of it, I guess, and then you have sort of the slight swirly tail. Mm-hmm. And Rory, who is the model there, is on sort of the the bottom of the swirly tail, which was the lowest part she could be in without falling in the water. Um, and most people see a vagina, and yeah, Rory being a clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> and some people see a sperm cell some people see a life being brought to earth uh, from a meteor bringing and about 50 other weird things um but again i mean <laughs> how people interpret stuff is is what what that, that's basically the thing about pictures everybody sees something slightly different <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice, actually, if you call it the origin of species and you have one hand on the one hand, you could see it as a sperm cell on the other hand, like a vulva, you know, like in some kind of sense, it fits together, too. That particular one was also a slight um, pun on uh, Coubert's L'Origine du Monde uh, or the origin of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is which is in uh, in a museum in Paris, Musée d'Orsay, which I really love. Incredible picture. Yeah. It was kind of, kind of. Well, it's the same thing, if you will. It is. So I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in some kind of a sense, it is. Yeah, because his is just like a close up of of a vulva, right? Yep. <laughs> so in some kind of sense, that fits really well together. I have a question for you now. That's a little bit more personal, mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is obviously um, a sex podcast as well as well as an art podcast. But I was wondering, since there is um, there is eroticism in your work, mm-hmm. how your own sense of sexuality or sense of eroticism or erotic imagery like plays into your work? That's a fantastic question. Um, I'll say when when I take pictures, I I don't really think... Uh, 
on erotica at all. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's super simple. Um, I, I have this thesis that men only have enough blood to sort of um, fill out one head. And when I take pictures, <laughs> it needs to it needs to be the one on top. Um, so so I don't have any sort of sexual uh, avenue or intention, and I I push all that thing uh, to the back of my head uh, because you can't really photograph if if you're horny. Basically, that it doesn't work. <laughs> it's well, you can photograph, but it's going to be some different kind of pictures. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, no, I feel like a lot of people say this kind of stuff. Yeah, but but, but obviously, I, I mean, when I take pictures, I use. Um, I use everything I have in my back catalog, uh, regardless of whether it is art. Uh, I'm super fascinated by sculpture, uh, a lot of uh, old paintings, uh, in some kind. Some, sometimes I, I think of kind of melody or tune or something. And obviously, um, if I have some kind of sexual association or or something I've seen at some point, uh, or I'm reminded of whether it's a sexual situation or not, I'm going to use that if I can. I'm going to use anything I can to 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 create basically. How should I call it? Efficient and 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 sensual images because I really want to create things that are sensual. I don't really, I don't normally go for things that are sexy. Um, mm-hmm. I I really try and stay away from that. I I kind of kind of liken it a little bit to to flirting. What I do is is a little <laughs> bit flirting. It's a little bit flirty. You do just a little hinting of this and that, and then you keep it up to people to interpret that themselves. Because if you make things too overt or too too easy then it's also going to be too easy to understand what the picture is all about and and thereby not really have to engage in it yeah 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 well and also it gives you the space to to interpret it yourself or like to put yourself into it as well right yeah where um whereas if everything is given to you you there's no work to be done true yeah, and that, and that's yeah, I mean that that's that that that's the main problem I think with uh, glamour photography. If you want to make money on on shooting naked women, you should do glamour, because that that's the one avenue where you can sell this uh, to magazines and everything. Because it's about sex, and it's something that you can look at for three thec- three seconds and think, oh, that's sexy, and then you're on to the next page. Um, and and that's the only way to really make money when you do stuff like this. Uh, I just don't want to do that because it's too easy. I prefer to have the image where people sit and look at them for like 20 seconds, go like, huh. Hmm. Well, also sexuality is so much more than a woman being a glassy object, right? And oh, yes. So in, the, oh, yes. And so in that sense, obviously we we have, I mean, if we talk about the male gaze or the female gaze, we're not going to go into like a long <laughs> university discussion about this right now. But I think it is kind of poignant to see if you create work for a specific person, right? If you say like, oh, I, I shoot for, even though Play, Playboy does like beautiful stuff as well. But if you if you just shoot like, a butt for the sake of a butt, which is also okay, right? You might be shooting for a male audience, right? Yeah. I, I, I like to think that I really shoot for a female audience. They, they are much more important to me. Hmm. Um, because, I, I mean, what I try to do, and, and I, know, I know what it does, is that a lot of women feel empowered when they, when they see my pictures. They feel like they, they have this... It's it's a way of showing them in a way that they would like to be seen uh, mm. in general, um, and I, I I truly appreciate that. Have you ever thought about shooting male nudes? Yes, but 
Or have you no, done it? I, I, yeah, I have done it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I haven't. I haven't done many. Um, I. I Kind of keep them come separate from the Instagram I have right now um, okay. because it's it's a different thing. I'm pretty good at working sensuality into the images I do, but when you shoot men, um, you need a different approach. So you need ah, you need a different expression. The expression that comes through when you shoot men is something different. So at some point, I set up a um, a little close Facebook group with about 50, 60 uh, women I know, and really try to drill into what do you as women want to see in men? Oh, I love that. And what came out of that? <laughs> interesting. The only thing that all of them had, well, some people like big muscles, some people like small muscles, some like bodybuilders, some like athletic guys, some like more skinny guys, some like tattoos, some hated tattoos, some like hair, some didn't like hair. Um, <laughs> and You're like, what that really was came helpful. Out of it, what really, what, super unhelpful, yes. <laughs> um, what, what came out of it was that the, the, the thing I, I discovered that pretty much every woman liked is they like sort of the the oblique muscles down near the crotch on men oh yeah so when that that was uh, something that most people like and they like <laughs> sort of men to have a, a little bit of a boyish charm uh, and it, it got split between george clooney and brad pitt depending on the age of the of the women <laughs> So I, I, I kind of like, okay, I, I got to figure this out myself because women women are no help. I think women probably don't know women what don't they know. want until they see it and then, then they probably like it. But. Well, to be honest, though, we're not really fed a lot of male nudes. You know what I mean? I know. And I think yep. in, in because we're not really used to be – this is actually funny. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine. It was just kind of a joke. She was at the beach and she sent me a photo. She sent me a photo of a lifeguard from the beach, and he's like buff, you know, or at, mm -hmm. at least a little ripped. And she's like, "Hey, I have a good view." And then she sends me back, like she's like, "Oh, well, he has a good view of me." And I was like, "Well, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to be the viewer, yeah. right? Sometimes it's okay to be as a woman look at a man and appreciate it, and want it, and crave it, or just a, just find it." him beautiful we're not really taught that you know because we're always looking at ourselves even in porn and in a lot of different things right we're always looking at other women even if we are heterosexual i i agree but also as a man it's a fantastic thing when women actually will look at you and will appreciate <laughs> you and show that yes. so i mean for for women for women in general it's it's almost like a chase and you have to sort of uh, butt off guys because Guys can be super chasing that way, but as I, I mean, I, I really appreciate when when women are something watching something I do, and they're like, I really like that, um, because it, it's also a way of showing appreciation. And and mm -hmm. and why would men be any different than women? But it's so few women who does it, because it's just not normal in society, which is we're not taught it. You know, we're really I not. Know. We're really, I think, taught to be more concerned about how we are perceived that a lot of women are so stuck in their heads that they can't look outside because they're still still trying to make sure that their butt looks good instead of appreciating what's outside of them, which I think is actually one of the biggest problems for, for girls or for women in bed because all you got to do in bed is concentrate on the other person. <laughs> True. You know, to be in the moment with that person. And if you're in your head thinking about yourself, you're not going to have a real connection with the other partner. So um, a while ago, we talked on a podcast about Tantra, I think, and you sent me an email that 
I'm now exposing that it is you because we mm-hmm. read it on the podcast the following week and you were talking about a tantric massage. Yes. In an incredible way. <laughs> and I wanted, I wanted to ask you a bit about that experience and how it came about and what you took away from that. Um, giving or receiving? Both. But maybe how did you get, uh, there you go. How did you get into um, it, though? Well, I, I mean, I, I basically at some point in, where was this? Germany, I think. I, I've, I've done it a couple of times, uh, but basically booked a tantric massage with uh, with uh, people who does that um, or place. There was, there was a, yeah. Um, and, and basically it is a super erotic massage. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be as erotic as you want it to be, basically. Um, and... Well, you've 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 read the uh, the mail there, um, but but it's it's basically, if you will, erotic massage, but it's much more about ari- sort of arousing the senses of the body, mm-hmm. um, and it is not initially centered about sex in any way, but it's super hard not to uh, not to go that way. Um, it, it, you you will be, or at least I was, hugely aroused um, yeah. by that experience, and and it was one of the most experience, sort of one of the most amazing sexual experiences I've had. Um, so and, did you start like with? Did she start with giving you a massage? Is that how it started? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so essentially, you you get a, a very long, very slow build up massage where you massage legs and upper legs and buttocks and everything gets a little bit closer and and it's it's super teasing and mm, amazing yeah yeah and and that can go on for a couple hours um and then you can depending on where you are and how it is you might be allowed to give something back in that respect and of course get some guidance um and what is, yeah. what does giving back then look like you mean you give her a massage no you yeah you get you get to give her a massage but obviously, for many many of the people doing that, they have strict limits to what they want massaged, um, because it's not everybody that would like somebody to massage their vagina. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some, they, people kinda, <laughs> some people would. Some people would, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I think it, that that also it will will depend a lot on chemistry and and how things are. Of course, of course. And then is is like the the other way around because I think you described this a little bit in your. Um, in your email is that also like slowly teasing to get closer but then it's also kind of a massage of her yoni right yes yes well it, it can be um, yeah. again you you can have you can have a tantra massage where that does not include any any of the sexual organs whatsoever and okay. you can still have an amazing experience based on that just because the entire feeling of connection and closeness is is amazing um yeah so it, it it's really it, it's really quite it, it's not it's really not about sex in that respect mm-hmm. although you can have that as well um as not an intercourse because that that's not that's not what you do um but but you can do massage and you can go in and you can do a yoni massage which is really just a very very slow um let's call it steady rhythmic massage of a woman's yoni um, and you'll basically just massage it all. I know you did some yoni mapping at some point. Yeah, uh, I did. About it at least, and yeah. and I mean, there there are just well, you can you can you can get a really intimate feel if you do that with somebody because you 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 get to figure out what they respond to, 
And mm-hmm. again, that well, that's how I'm. I, I I like to kind of figure out what works and and refine that and get things to just give the ultimate pleasure you can to somebody. I mean, wh- one of the things I, I I learned in regards to this is that you should never approach a massage like this with the intention of giving somebody an orgasm. Mm-hmm. You should approach it like you are doing something which is super pleasurable to a goddess. Oh, wow. Nice. And I really like I like the analogy because it's not about coming. Mm-hmm. That might happen, absolutely. But it, it's really much more about making the entire experience as pleasurable as possible. This is so incredible because I think there's something to be said about... I was just talking about this on the podcast too. Um, we are taught so much that it's about like quick and fast and go to penetration immediately and like this whole set of ideas that is very porny and very not practical in real life, I think. But to take the time to actually get to know each other's bodies like that, maybe it will take a little bit away from that insecurity um, people have about their bodies. Because if somebody worships you, you know, I mean, didn't you read this too, that some people start crying during the massage and stuff? That that can absolutely happen, yes. Um, because it, it is, I mean, I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of expectation on, on sex. So, so Mm. women feel bad if they don't have an orgasm. So they're going to, they're going to be locked in their own head, trying to do something or fake it. And men have this, and men have this idea that they need to perform something. So if, if you approach sex or massage in this respect with, with the idea that this is really not about coming at all. This is about just doing something which is hugely pleasurable. Yeah. And if if you get an orgasm, fantastic, great. If you don't get an orgasm, super fantastic as well, because that was no never the goal. Yeah, um, nice. And and when when you when you remove sort of the the, the goal oriented things from sex in general, totally. you can have a complete different experience. show is that we're going to play a few games mm-hmm. and we're going to start with a game called truth or dare <laughs> mm-hmm. this novel game that nobody's ever heard of um yep. we got to take turns asking each other and when someone okay. chooses truth they must answer the question truthfully when someone chooses dare they're given a task to complete and since we're far away from each other the dares are limited to either on air or social media dares okay are you ready? I'm going to start with you. Okay. <laughs> Truth or dare? Uh, I'm going to be bold dare. <gasps> oh my God. This rarely happens. So I have a, I have a, a couple dares for you, but I never think anybody picks them. So we'll see what you feel comfortable with. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you two options. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either read us the last or the sexiest text message you've gotten, mm-hmm. or imitate a female orgasm on air. <laughs> That's gonna be half to the, the last one because I'm married, so it's I'm, I'm oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I cannot read you her text messages. 
<laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I had to do a um, male orgasm and it wasn't horrible, so I understand. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried that before. And you're completely cracking up, which is fine. Um, I'm so, okay. Hey, I had to do it before and I was... Yeah, I was like dying in my head. I was like, how does a guy sound when he comes? Like, it was really confusing to me for a second. Just... I'm wondering, I have, have, have a little bit too deep voice, but let me let me give it a go. Okay, uh, okay so you go like... How's that? Very good. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I even I like like the little hmm, but because that happens in the middle of it, you're just like, oh my god, there's something new that's coming. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was so bad with the male orgasm. Who had I on? Daniel Sand. He was like making sound effects because I was just like, I was like, how the fuck does a dude sound? He's like grunting. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, you can ask me now. Okay, truth or dare? I'll do dare too. Why not? You'll do, ooh, double dare. Double dare. Hmm. Okay. Um, I I actually had two that I thought about, so I'm 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 gonna give you a choice as well. <gasps> okay. My my first my first choice, which I won't ask you. Uh, was actually I wanted to fake an orgasm, um, but that's kind of boring. Since, since I just did that, that's kind of kind of not. So I'm I'm gonna give you two in, instead. Mm-hmm. Um, one is you have to twerk for one minute on your Instagram. Oh my god! Okay. The second one is you can make up a two minute story on what would happen if you did the trench coat challenge. Ooh! Right now or on yeah. Instagram? No, right now. Like, well, you don't have to twerk now because it's kind of... No, that's hard. Radio. Okay, I mean, I'm really bad at twerking, so I need to go with the other one because I'd be, like, Ooh. terribly embarrassed shaking my ass like that because I've seen women do it very well. and I, <laughs> I wasn't born for that. Um, <laughs> okay, so I think the, the story starts nearly at home when I put the trench coat on because that's mm-hmm. already me being essential with myself and kind of knowing that I'm going to do this to him without him knowing, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. And I, I think if I'm going to be completely nude underneath, I think I probably would think about like if I should do lingerie or not, but then I decide, I just decide to be nude, I think, um, and probably oil my body a little bit and use some scent and listen to music Maybe I'd even like masturbate a little bit before I go over because I want to feel mm-hmm. really in my body and like sexy. Maybe actually it'd be good to send him a sext. So I'll I'll send him like a sexy text message. So he's kind of prepared that something is going to happen at least. I'm going to take a cab to his place, which is even a little bit funnier because then the Uber driver doesn't know that I'm naked underneath and it's going to make me feel a little bit naughty probably. But then when I get to the house, I'm wearing heels and the trench coat. And then um, I'd walk up the stairs and knock on his door. In some kind of a sense, I want him to open the door. Me opening the coat pretty quickly. 
him seeing it and I ideally I want him to drop to his knees and start going down on me. Maybe he can even start at my feet because I'm still wearing shoes. So Mm -hmm. in some kind of a way, this like slow reveal and then him um, kind of like dropping down and like starting to like kiss up my legs. Um, Yeah. And maybe this whole thing could be still kind of with an open door. So we are still in this kind of moment of like maybe somebody could come and see us. Mm-hmm. So that's how it's gonna start. <laughs> ah, that's it. Good story. Good story. <laughs> yeah, Good I, I mean, I didn't really like start with. Um, I started a little earlier than you suggested, but that's fine. <laughs> I'll buy it anyway. <laughs> so uh, the last part of this is a this or that, or would you okay. rather? Um, and this is basically um, two things that you would like sexually and you can just be like whatever you feel like today not for the rest of your life so would you rather receive um pegging or a golden shower pegging Ooh, have you done it oh okay would you rather have a threesome or sex in public can it be a threesome in public absolutely yeah <laughs> Go given a choice wild. It, hmm, i don't know given a choice maybe give it three thumb a butt plug or a chastity on her butt plug. okay cool uh japanese how, how do you do, how, how would you do a chastity on oh well, okay a chastity belt i guess yeah on her on him you can do both i think yeah, it's more typical on him in bdsm play but I mean, for for girls, it would just be like, okay, we can lock it up and I don't know, go see a movie. I know it's kind of bizarre. I mean, I have never worn one. They do exist. I think then it's more you'll have to medieval. Yeah, I think it's kind of <laughs> right. Don't you think it's gonna be no, like a little lock medieval? You for three months and go go to war and hope I, I well, don't die and come back. Well, she can't touch herself, so you might have to like really arouse her, you know, in different ways in order because hmm. part of like the chastity is like that he gets aroused, but it hurts him to get aroused, right? I guess. I mean, I for men, I I, I kind of see the point. Not my thing, but yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's um, it's not like for a lot of guys. <laughs> <laughs> True. But I've met some, um, and they liked <laughs> it. Uh, okay. Japanese bondage or wax play. Receiving and giving. Receive, uh, giving, giving. I'm gonna give you giving. Giving. Uh, I. Does it include a, a, a sort of like a course on how to tie things up? In that case, <laughs> yes. I would do Japanese bondage. Otherwise, it would just be like a couple knots and that, that wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do like a shibari class. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm into that then. Awesome. That's actually really cool. I went to a workshop, a shibari workshop a couple of years ago mm-hmm. when I started learning some bondage and it was so cool. You should do that with your wife, maybe. It is like such a beautiful experience because he talks a lot about like how to communicate with a rope. Yep. And so it doesn't have to be he did this thing where he was saying like something like you the intention of how you tie um will communicate to your partner like things like you can be your mind, right? Think it while you tie the yep. person or you can think sensual and tie the person mm. with that. So I think that's that's kind of interesting. I think you might you you might need some experience to actually get that across, but yes. 
<laughs> I know, but like you, you, you know, you know how to essentially touch somebody, or yes. like. But clearly, I mean, if you in the beginning, it's like tying a lot, and you kind of just like talk to your partner, but like, no, that's the wrong tie, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Okay, be a daddy or be a little slave. Daddy. Tantric massage or sex party. Hmm. I'm pretty well versed in tantric, so I'm gonna go with the sex party. Nice. I wish, you know, there's right now it's not the time for sex parties, apparently. True, but it, assuming that, yeah. <laughs> Have her wear uh, wear a vibrator in public or the trench coat challenge. Ooh. Vibrator. Nice. Considering role play, student teacher or strangers at a bar. Hmm. I think student teacher. Nice. Um, go down on your partner while they're on an important phone call. Eat sushi of your partner's body. Ah, sushi is better cold. <laughs> Definitely go down on somebody. <laughs> that, that's that's much more fun. And and that's the kink of, of having them try and keep a straight face. That that's much better. Exactly. I think so too. Luke, lukewarm sushi, nah. Cock holding or a sex swing? Hmm. Sex swing, I think. Nice. Nylon foot job or ASMR? What is ASMR? ASMR is this um, audio fetish somehow where women like whisper into a microphone and make these like soft sounds. And it's supposed to like relax you and it turns some people on. It's just like they're doing videos. It's very, I think it's kind of funny, but they use Hmm. different bowls and make like really calm sounds. Hmm. I can't really imagine that. It, it would have to be an on foot job then. <laughs> it's literally they whisper like into a microphone like that. It's supposed to be really soothing. I feel like you can't even hear me while I do this. So um, but then I, I, I'm guessing I might fall asleep, which I guess is not the point in that respect. I don't think so. Or maybe no. it is. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, who knows what the fetish is about about this? Nipple clamps so- or a prostate massage. Ooh, prostate massage. Mm. Rimming or ice cube oral? Again, can it be both? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they work together pretty well, too, I guess. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, then I hear I have joined the Mile High Club, uh, sex on a plane, mm-hmm. or sex in a public pool. I mean, fucking in a pool is not really that cool. <laughs> and that rhymes, so. <laughs> it, it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, water everywhere. And, uh, nah. Yeah, that will be the sex uh, there. The Malai Club, for sure. The Malai Club. Are you part of the club? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where- but it, this, this, was, this was when I was, I think, 20, 21 something, flying on a charter of uh, something and and yeah those toilets are very small for sure <laughs> oh my god this is the thing it's tiny uh, and when, 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 once you then pop out of that and you have uh, 250 people in the airplane all looking at you like <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like well whatever i just had sex you didn't like <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay last but not least would you rather <laughs> have someone watch you having sex or watch someone else having sex. Hmm. I've... 
I mean, watch somebody have sex is pretty much like porn. I guess that's a little, little bit boring. I, if it was sex party, that that could be okay. Um, I guess the other as well. None of them really, really super attracts me. <laughs> that somebody it's, else is there. Yeah. It's the it's the voyeurism of it, right? Like the one would be, or the exhibitionism versus the yep. voyeurism. Yeah. I guess, but I mean. Wait, you got You just gonna choose one, and then. <laughs> okay, the let, lesser let, let evil. Me do the, let 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 me do the voyeur then. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for playing. Hey, you're welcome. Thank this you. Is, um, it's been been lovely to have you on. Um, I loved hearing about your art and where all the inspiration comes from. I. I wanted people obviously to check out your work, but how can people find you? Um, I guess I'm I'm called Thomas Holm Photo, so T H O M A S H O L M P H O T O dot com or uh, Thomas Holm Photo on Instagram or on Patreon or whatever. Um, I guess Instagram's the easiest place, which is just Thomas Holm Photo, uh, and you can do the link tree or something from there. Cool. Yeah, I'll plug, um, I'll plug your things for sure. Is there anything? That'd be fantastic. Is there anything that you have coming up? I saw you have like an erotic um, photograph workshop or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I I do photographic workshops, um, so to teach people how to sort of interact with models and and make beautiful pictures. Obviously, in in these COVID times, you can't really do that. So I started um, doing live stream workshops, which is pretty oh, cool. much the same. Yeah. Um, only there's only me and the model in the studio, and and we do pretty much the same thing and just live stream everything. Uh, and they also have, of course, has the the added benefit that you can you can just download them afterward, even though if if you don't you're not there on a specific time. Yeah. Um, and they they seem super popular, so that's good. It's fantastic. Yeah, we all have to yeah. kind of find some workarounds and still do our art, right? In these times. Oh yeah, and it kind of kind of looks like uh, all this COVID is not really over yet. Yeah, especially in the I US. don't know. Not here for sure. <laughs> it is no wild times for sure. Yeah. So the quarantine show can keep on going. <laughs> it looks like you have uh, you have plenty of plenty of episodes that, uh, that can fill out your time there. It's actually kind of nuts. A friend of mine said this a few weeks ago. He's like, "Are you still doing your?" quarantine show and i'm like yeah i'm still doing it he's like you might have to stop soon i'm like i don't think so <laughs> mm-hmm. i think you should be good at least until after the next presidential election oh my god yeah you guys will have we'll have this pillow talk for uh, definitely a few more months so i guess something, yeah something to look forward to <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much again hey thanks for having me it was a pleasure Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Pillow Talk. And please check out our incredible guests on Instagram at Thomas Home Photo. I'll be back this Sunday with a full Pussy Church service and more Pillow Talk next week. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will be amazing, too. See you on Sunday. Sunday.